Well, hey there. Thanks so much for joining us on the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If these messages have blessed your life, go ahead and subscribe by clicking the subscribe button inside the podcast app. And if your life has been impacted by this ministry, would you consider supporting it financially so that we can continue to love God, love people, and prove it? You can give by visiting hope615.com slash give. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you are blessed through today's message. Shout out to Casey standing up against the wall back there. (laughs) Man, I love that brother, and uh, praise the Lord, Casey. Thank you for sharing your testimony. And so what happened in his life this past year really is what, man, my heart's desire is that every one of us in this room would would be able to have that kind of testimony. And really, if you decide to jump in and start with us tonight, we're going to help you on that journey, spending time in the Word. So church, come on, get here tonight, 530. Ah, Jared can't make chili. What's he talking about? You know, just... Let me give you a couple of updates. Uh, I asked you last week, we, we shared some incredibly big news Uh, The first testimony you heard last week, if you weren't here, if you haven't heard, God is calling Jared and Emily to serve in a new church in Columbia, Tennessee. I don't want him to go. I love my son and I want him here. But at the same time, if you hear the whole testimony, you cannot deny God is at work and leading him to that place. It's just a God thing. And then part two last week that we shared with you was that uh, we, we received this phone call, crazy, craziest phone call ever. And I told you last week about the church, Trinity Christian Church on Lee Victory Parkway in Smyrna. And y'all, I could tell you stories. I wouldn't even have to preach today. And you're like, please do, but I'm not going to. But it's just story after story after story. Last week, I asked you to pray about two very specific things. I said, would you please pray, number one, that the title comes back clear. Title's clear. All right? Yeah, you're like, what does that mean? I don't know, but real estate people tell me that's a good thing, right? It's my real estate people. I know where you are. Okay. Um, I, I think that's kind of important in, a, in a, a purchase of land and property. Am I right? They're going yes. Okay. Uh, thing number two was, you know, our budget team, uh, elders, deacons, budget team, everybody's had input on this, but the budget team specifically, and these people, God has given us some amazing people, way smarter with money than I ever will hope to be. But, but they said, hey, we need to talk to multiple banks and look at different opportunities with lenders. And so, because the contract for this would be contingent on all that. We've already heard back from two of the four that said, no problem, we can do this, we can make this happen. So we know that that approval is in process as well. So you can go ahead and clap if you want to, people. Yeah. I just, what I believe is going to happen is I'm going to bring you God's story after God's story in this journey as we begin to take, they're baby steps, but these are all baby steps in the right direction, and I know you have 100 questions, and so we're going we're gonna to have like a town hall kind of thing where we can come together and do that. Uh, but let me do this. I want to I remind you of this before I get into God's word this morning. Um, next Sunday is Jared and Emily's last Sunday with us here at Hope, and so um, what I'm going to ask you to do is this, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, when Shauna and I, you know, we served at a church in Oklahoma, then the Lord took us to a church in Arkansas, and then the Lord brought us to Tennessee. But in the, in the moving, even though you're convinced you know it's God leading you to do that, it's, y'all, it's just hard. There are times when the struggle is like real in that, even though you know you're within God's will. And so my wife and I both 
in, in seasons of moving where it was difficult, we were blessed by those, both of those churches with, with pretty much the whole church taking time before we left to go out and get a card. And so, so they went out and they got a card. And if you don't want to go buy a card, that's okay. Just know that Susan Evans works for Hallmark and you're affecting her job if you don't buy a card. <laughs> Susan, where are you? Shout out, okay. Um, you could write a, write a letter, I don't care. But next Sunday, what I would love for you to do is to have taken time this week to write a note to Jared and Emily and just let them know how the Lord has used them in this church. Just encourage them in this journey because there will be a time, uh, there will be good days and there will be difficult days and they will go to that box of cards and they will get them out and they will read them and they will be encouraged by you, the people of Hope Fellowship Church. So I want to encourage you to do that Sometime this week, bring it next Sunday. We have a little bucket at the back, a bucket. I got to get a better word. It's, it's like a, a glass jar back there, but it's not a bucket. But uh, if you'd like to give towards a love offering, some of you did that last week. We're doing that today, and we'll do that next week as well. And Jared is going to preach next Sunday. What are you going to preach on? Do you know yet? Doesn't know yet. It, it'll, it'll be fire. It'll be good. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be good. And all, all the students, and some of you have graduated from student ministry, help us pass the word. Like, I'm going to be disappointed if there aren't, like, a ton of students, like, filling all these front first two or three rows next week. So get the word out. And I know, I don't want to get out of bed. Just tell them to get out of bed and tell them to get here, okay, as we celebrate Jared's last Sunday next week. Okay, for today. Y'all ready for today? Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, this is the last week of this series. And uh, there have been two foundational truths in this idea that God doesn't call us to live a normal life. He doesn't. The Bible doesn't talk about that at all. Two foundational truths. I'll remind you quickly. I've shared with these with you every single week. Truth number one is this. If you want what normal people want, just keep doing what normal people do. And it's kind of, we get into that. We don't even mean to get into that, but we do. But number two, truth number two, if you want what few people have, then you must begin to do what very few people do. And the, the text I've started with each week is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Look at it with me. We'll put it on the screen. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And look what Jesus says. Many people, many people are on that road and they're entering through that gate. But Jesus continues. Small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. But look what he says. Only a few find it. Only a few find it. Listen to me. I believe with all my heart God had a plan for everyone to be in this room today. The Lord brought you here. And one of the main things that the Lord is doing through the music, through the times of prayer, through the community of people we call Hope Fellowship Church is this. God is inviting you to believe in him. He's inviting you to believe in him. But what I want to talk to you about today, do you know that believing and having faith 
for the most part, is not a very normal thing in our world today. But the good news is you cannot deny what God's holy word says to us about what it means to believe and about what it means to have faith. Let me share with you rapid fire four Bible verses in a row. Look to the screens. We'll show you each one of these. The first one is in the book of Acts, the New Testament book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 31. Look at the text. I want you to be looking for the word believe in each one of these verses. Believe in the Lord Jesus. And when you do that, Scripture says, you will be saved. Not only you, but your household. This is one of the texts where we pull the principle of oikos from. My household, my extended family. Believe in the Lord and you will be saved. Look at John chapter 14 verse 1. Jesus himself said, Hey people, do not let your hearts be troubled. I realize some of you have come to church this morning and you're troubled, you're overwhelmed. There's crisis playing out in your life today. And Jesus says, come on. That's kind of the normal thing to do, but I don't want you to be normal. I don't want you to be troubled. He says, the hope for you is, yes, you believe in God, but Jesus says, believe also in me. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, without belief, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Can you say to me this morning, Pastor Kent, man, that has been my life this week. That has been how I've I've lived, how I've walked, how I've interacted with my family. I have faith in the Lord. And and then for those of you who would say, man, I, I I would like to say that, but I really can't. Maybe you relate more to what Jesus said to doubting Thomas. Look at John 20, 27. John 20, 27. Jesus said to Thomas, Thomas, put your finger right here. See my hands, Jesus says. Reach out your hand and put it into my side where the Roman soldiers pierced the side of Jesus. And look what he said to Thomas. Thomas, stop doubting and believe. Thomas, stop doubting. And believe. And so listen to me, church. Today, God is inviting you. He's calling on you to believe in him. And then the most amazing thing happens. When we really do begin to believe in him, he begins to work on our life. One of the first sermons I ever preached makes me think about this. It's out of Jeremiah. When Jeremiah goes down to the potter's house and he sees the guy working at the potter's wheel... But, but that's what the Lord is doing. When you believe, he, he begins to work in your life. He begins to craft you into a person who really does live every single day by faith. I don't, I don't know if in your busy week you're thinking about these things. Probably not. You get distracted. You have things going on. And perhaps you're not even thinking about the fact that in culture today, it isn't normal for people to live by faith. It isn't normal for people to believe. 
And, you know, we, we have all these great intentions. Just this morning, incredible worship songs. And perhaps this past week, you're like, man, I'm gonna, I got this playlist and it's awesome and I'm listening to these worship songs on the radio as I'm driving to work and you're fired up and maybe you spent some time in the Word and, and you had a great time of prayer. But then you're like, all of a sudden, in, in, just, in just a moment, everything can change. Where instead of faith, Doubt becomes normal in your life. Instead of faith, there are days where fear becomes normal in your life. And so I want you to take a little inventory. I want you to process just what things look like today in your life. If, for example, follow me here, if you're living your life based only on all of the previous experiences you've had to this day, that's that's kind of a normal thing to do. But faith in God invites us to so much more. Some of you are processors. I joke about myself. Jared, I mean, he's put up with me for nine years in the office. He's like, good Lord, Dad, how much longer are you going to process this decision? I drive him crazy at times. But if you're like that... You process the, I call them the what if questions. You know what I'm talking about. The what if questions are going through your mind perhaps before you go to bed at night. Or maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and then you start thinking about the what if questions and then you can't go back to sleep. Or maybe you do get a good night's sleep and then you wake up in the morning and immediately your mind is going and processing all of that. In, in our world today, that's kind of normal. You may be a person who envies the life of someone else. And maybe you're wondering today, man, why is my life not more like their life? That's a very normal thing. A lot of people do that. You you may this morning in your mind wish that you could be more in control of situations, more in control of people, more in control of relationships. Well, guess what? That's, that's normal with a lot of people. It's pretty selfish, but it's normal. Maybe you have learned how to manipulate situations. You manipulate your way into a situation to gain control so that you can kind of manage and guarantee that things are going to turn out like you want them to turn out in today's world. That's, that's pretty normal. Maybe you're anxiously hoping that you can change things that there is no way in the world you have any ability to change. You're driving yourself crazy. Well, guess what? That's become normal for many people. What about this one? Maybe today you've come to this place and you're completely overwhelmed, so you find you're, what you're doing, you're numbing your life. You're numbing yourself with busyness, or material things, or media, or food, or some kind of other substance, just so you can clear your mind of all the things that are so incredibly difficult right now. And for you, that's become your normal. And really what I want you to understand, what I'm saying today, God's plan is not for us to live that kind of a life. 
And church, I am so very thankful today. I am unbelievably thankful that time after time, again, according to God's holy word, even though I missed the mark, even though I missed the mark, I think it's absolutely amazing that the responses, the way we live our lives in front of a holy God, it, it, it doesn't like catch him off guard. We're not like shocking him or surprising him. And the most important thing I want you to see today is how he loves us and ministers to us through his grace, even when we're living a very normal life. It's all about God's grace. God grants us this ability to believe through his grace. Look at this text, such an important text in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace that you've been saved. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Look at this. And it's not by your works. So that no one can boast about your life in Christ. And so if you want to go out and buy some theology books, you're going to read a lot about this text. And I want to just very briefly talk about the significance of what we see in these two verses in Ephesians chapter 2. Listen to me, because it's not normal. None of this is normal. Praise God, it's not normal. But this is the hope we have through Jesus. In this text, we see the sovereignty of God. We see both the sovereignty of God and at the very same time in the same text, we see the human responsibility of man. And there will be theologians who will argue this and one will say one is more prevalent than the other, but they're, they're both very real in God's word revealed to us. And think about what this means. Yes, as a Christian, we are saved by grace. That is the sovereign work of Almighty God. What does that mean? I don't, I don't deserve to be saved. It means I can't save myself all of my life, all of my sin, all of my failures. I don't deserve to be saved, but salvation, God's grace has come to me. It's his gift. Grace is the gift of God. Now think about that. That is all 100% true, but at the very same time, faith. Through my faith, through my belief in God sending his son Jesus, that's the part of it that involves me as a human being where I believe the promises of God, I believe them concerning my salvation. What does the Bible say? If I will confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and if I will believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, Scripture says God promises that I will be saved. And I, th I think many of us know these truths, yet we struggle. We, we, the struggle is real, as everybody says. Think, think with me. Most of us in this room, we put our faith in a whole lot of things. Things. I'm not talking about the Lord right now. We put our faith in a whole lot of things, but when it comes to Almighty God, who we cannot see, 
And, and the times when we feel like we cannot hear him, and we read the Bible and he makes these promises that at times it like seems impossible, it's overwhelming to us at times. This has played out in my life over these past two weeks. Think about this with me. For almost nine years, we have prayed, Lord, you have been faithful to us. This journey at Rock Springs Elementary School has been amazing. God, you've worked in miraculous ways, and our prayer has been, Lord, would you do something impossible? Would you do something for us that might open a door so that we might one day have a permanent church home? And so I received this phone call two weeks ago. And, you know, I'm I'm shaking my head. I'm like in shock. Well, what happened to my prayers when I was asking God to, to bring this to fruition? And so the more I think about it, privately, personally, I'm, I'm processing all this on the inside, there, there's this little voice inside of me saying, Kent, oh, Kent, I don't know about this, man. This kind of sounds too good to be true. Come on, Kent. Man, what's, that? what's the deal? What do we not know about this story? Why would this even happen? It doesn't make sense. It it makes no sense at all that we would be offered this building and this land at such an amazing price. And you know, there it is, right? There it is. Happens to every one of us every most days of our life. The what ifs, all the doubts, a little bit of fear, all of that very normal behavior that is associated with doubts instead of faith. Faith, it's like flooding my mind. Yeah, it really got me messed up, obviously. (laughs) But I stand before you today and I'm overwhelmed and I praise God because when I see this Ephesians text, the Lord reminded me just like he reminds you, Kent, don't forget that I have saved you by my grace. God, I've saved you, Kent, by my grace. None, None of this is of yourself. It's a gift. There are no works you could have done to deserve any of this. If we could put the text back up on the screen, I know you'd go backwards, but look at this Ephesians text again, Ephesians 2. For it is by grace you have been saved. If you know Jesus Christ, if you have a relationship with him, it is by grace through Jesus that you've been saved. It also involves faith. This is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not by works so that no one can boast. And so today, oh dear church family, right now, God gives you this opportunity believe. God invites you to have faith, but it it doesn't stop there. By his grace, God continues to work on all of the situations, the ones that you haven't told people about, the ones that you're holding in to yourself. He's working on the situations. He's working on the locations. He's working on the relationships. 
as every single day he continues to mold us, to make us, to craft us, to hammer us, to bend us, to, to build our life into a life that is based on the radical belief that God really does exist and that he really does reward those who seek him. Look at this Hebrews text again in light of what we're talking about. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Oh, my prayers that we would be a church of great faith because the text says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why in the world would you want to be a part of a church that doesn't please the Lord? What does this say to us? We must be a people of faith because without faith it is impossible for us to please the Lord because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Oh, and the good part, and that he then rewards those who earnestly seek him. What do I want you to know? I want you to know that the very next time you face an unexpected trial in your life, the very next time that you face something that is really difficult, please remember in that moment that our Lord, our Savior, our God has not forgotten you. Please remember He's near to you. You can trust Him because He will be faithful. Sometimes I try to put things on this piece of paper in my sermon, and sometimes I don't. And for this part of my sermon, really, I've just been thinking back through my life journey, church, of the most significant times that I've seen the faithfulness of God. Absolutely, these past two weeks have been a part of that. But if I just put the spiritual marker moments like on post-it notes and put them all over the wall in this gym. Please hear me. God is so faithful. He's been faithful as I have believed in him and trusted in him when my wife was in a hospital having stereotactic radiation. He's been faithful to me in the death of my dad when I was 21 years old. I didn't want that to happen. It wasn't fair to me, but God was faithful, and I continued to believe. He's been faithful to me when I first left a secular career to take a step of faith to go into ministry. He's been faithful to me when we moved to Tennessee and he provided in a spectacular way. And oh, how he has been faithful to bring together a group of people. We call ourselves Hope Fellowship Church. We love God. We love people. And our desire is to prove it to this community. Oh, church, God is at work. He's faithful do you believe, do you have faith that he will use you for his glory? That's the invitation today. Do you believe? Because there are a lot of people in culture today who will say, yeah, I believe. But they really don't. They don't. There's no fruit in their life. There's nothing in their life that proves that they trust in the Lord with all of their heart. So today, I don't know where you are. I know where some of you are. Some of you are are living for the Lord. But some of you, you're kind of out there on the fringe. Today, would, would you surrender everything to him? Knowing that you don't have all the answers. Knowing that. None of us do. 
but saying, God, just like Casey's testimony, man, I want to spend time in your word. I want you to teach me things. I want you to mature me in my faith. God, I want to be a part of whatever this is they're talking about, to come eat chili and sit around the table. Do that. And just in obedience, begin to believe. And you see how the Lord will change your life. Now, some of you here, you're not even there. You're like, man, what are you talking about? Come to the chili supper and sit around the table and talk about the Bible. For you today, the good news is you're hearing that God loved you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ. That's grace. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, the the perfect sacrifice, the lamb of God. And Jesus went to the cross and he took our place and he shed his blood so that we might be forgiven of our sin, so that we could have a right relationship with God, not a broken relationship with God, not sin hindering us to have a relationship with God, and he forgives. And so we, we have a response time, and I'm inviting you today. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus or today, if you just want to pray with someone, we're going to be over here on this wall. We just want to pray with you and encourage you this day. Believe. That's what I'm inviting you today, to believe. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and believe on his son, Jesus Christ. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, the verse I haven't even used yet that really summarizes all this is the verse probably every person in this room, even if they don't normally go to church, memorize. God, you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believes. That whoever believes in your son Jesus, they'll be saved. They will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. God, today we're responding to you. We believe. God, use us, grow us, make us a church of great faith for the glory of your kingdom. God, now, we want to respond to you with obedience. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening to the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If you're interested in becoming more connected at Hope Fellowship Church, please visit hope615.com slash get connected.